0: Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Amen. Well, today, the title of the message is Faith That Gives Glory to God. Hallelujah. Faith That Gives Glory to God. Turn with me to to, um, Hebrews chapter 11. Amen. Amen. Let's see here. You know, a lot of times um, oh actually let me say this. When I when I think of faith, lot this usually not all the time, but I'm saying most time when I think of faith, I think of Abraham. Of course he's the father of our faith. He's the father of faith. I think of Abraham and how he got the promise. And and that he got to the point, and that's where we have to go, saints. We have to get to the point that we are fully persuaded. When you're fully persuaded, that means you're full. When there's there's no room for doubt. When you're full... How many times have you been at, a, at, a, at, your, at, at your dinner table and you said, man, I'm full. I can't eat another bite. I'm full. Well, that's how we should be. That's how we should live our life. It's a lifestyle of being full. Yeah. That's what Abraham did. We're going to look at Abraham and Sarah. So we're going to start with Sarah first. A lot of times we forget about Sarah. She had to go through the same process just like Abraham. Guess what? They're going to have a child, or that's what God, that's what we're going to see. But it's going to take two to do it, right? God just can't use one person. In this case, He's got to use two. So, turn with me to verse 11. uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11, verse 11, hallelujah. It says, um, by faith, Sarah... Herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age. Of course, when we know that she was 90. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. Notice that word because she judged. Now that word judge, you looked that up in you looked that up in your strong some coordinates. And it also means to consider. Don't that remind you a little bit of Abraham. Abraham considered not his body, nor Sarah's body. So she's doing the same thing. she sent, she judged him, considered him faithful who had promised. Other words, she judged him, consider, considered him faithful, trustworthy based on his character, that he was able to perform the promise. But, what we're going to see a little bit later, when she first heard, and this is the second time, we're going to go back to, I think it's chapter 17 of Genesis, kind of review a little bit there. When she heard that she was going to have a child at 90, she did not say, Hallelujah. I've been waiting 25 years. Glory be to God. No, no. I'm just telling you, saints, listen. She had to go through a process, but it didn't take that long to do it. No, she laughed. other words, she's saying, are you kidding me? Am I going to have pleasure with this old man again? Am I going to be, are you kidding me? It doesn't sound like she's in a whole lot of faith here. And we're going to see that Abraham, at 99, he responds not with a hallelujah, not not with, it's about time, I've been waiting 25 years. No, he laughs. We're going to see a process here, saints. They go from being barren, not having a child. Listen, not only barren, they go from old age, old ancient days, old age, no child. Well, they had the Ishmael. Come on, we all had, but his heart was in it. Okay, okay. He's he's went he's. he's Twenty-five years, now he's a hundred. Now things get very interesting. Things change quickly. I'm saying you don't have to wait 25 years. I'm saying things can change quickly, but you gotta have the attitude: if I have to stand a thousand years, I believe God. That's just the attitude of your mind. You've got to have that fortitude, this attitude. I don't care what I'm seeing. I don't care if it takes a thousand years. I have the promise. Amen. Amen. But anyway, he's not there yet, and she's not there, and we're going. They had to go through a process. Saints, we all have to go through this. You have not arrived. Now, when I first got saved, there are some things you know. We're gonna talk about the sower soul souls. There's a lot of stuff I like to talk today about. I don't forget how far we're gonna go. But you know, in chapter four and in, in, in other places, Luke chapter eight, the sower sows the word. You got the four types of grounds. Well, those types of grounds are really a progression. In other words, when I first got saved, um, my my in my heart was hard-hearted towards the message of healing. You know, I just wasn't there yet. I had to go through a process. I became tender-hearted through the process. Now, yeah, I'm a believer. I believe God heals. I believe God's already healed me. Not going to. I believe He's already done it. But I had to go through a process and get to that point. And I, I, and I believe, I also believe, I'm not there yet, but I believe you can walk in divine health, not being sick. Why? Because there is that resurrection life of Jesus Christ on the inside of me. And we are to draw from that continuously. Not just when you're sick, but, but draw on that. The Bible says the, the wells of salvation are within. The kingdom of God is within. Everything God has done for you is within. Why is that? Because you're in Christ, the anointed one. You're in Him. You're hidden in Him. You're one spirit with Him. As He is, so are we in this world. It's in me. The treasure is in me. Hey, yeah, I'm getting all excited. Amen. The term. Let's go with um, what. Let's go to uh, Romans chapter four. Romans chapter four. <clears throat> I tell you what, God is. He's so good, just like the song. He's so good. He is so good. Let's go with fourteen, or I'm sorry, seventeen. It says. <clears throat> As it is written. See, yes, should be. Under, I don't have an underlined, but I really should have that underlined. It is written, saints. You got. That's where we start. That's the starting point. You got to know the word. You got to be able to say, it is written. When the enemy comes against you, temptations. You got to be like Jesus. Get the sword out. It. Is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who believed God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which be not. Well, this is New King James. I don't quote it like this, but which do not exist as though they did. Verse 18. I got this written down. I'm going to read this out of the. King James I I don't yeah I don't have it written down I'll be verse 18 who contrary to hope in hope believed now verse verse 17 again it says it is written saints you have to have something to stand on Kenneth Hagin I'm reminded of this story Kenneth Hagin and he would do this on purpose he would ask if someone comes up for prayer or someone's a, a request. One of the things Kenneth Hagelin would say to him, what are you standing on? What scriptures are you standing on? you got to have scriptures, right? In order to have faith, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God, you've got to have some scripture. And a lot of times, and probably more, more than, than not, most of them would have a blank look on their face. I mean I got no scriptures? It's good. It's good to have some scriptures. If you want to see results, yes, you've got to have scriptures. You've got to have the word. Amen. It just doesn't these things just don't. It's you know, if I need healing, healing is not just gonna happen. Well, I just, I just thought God would do it. I thought God would just, no, we got to do your part. God's done His part, right? Turn let's okay, let's go to the Genesis chapter 17. Let's go back. It said, We just read it's written, So he's referring back to Genesis chapter 17. and let's let's go back to the original place. This has been 25 years. God's revisited Abraham and Sarah. And what's this called? Verse 5. Are you there? Hallelujah. Of course, now he's still, at this point, he's still Abram. Verse 5, it says, No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be, shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. Okay. What we have here, this is classic. We have the sower, which is God, sowing the word. That's pretty plain. God is speaking. Who is He speaking to? Abram. How is He? Now, as God is speaking these words, He's not speaking to Abram's Abram's flesh. The sower sows the seed into ground. The Lord is sowing into Abram his heart, which is his ground. Okay, let's let's look at those words again. The words are, I have made you a father of many nations. Past tense. Again, he's speaking to the heart. To the ground. So we have here the seed going into the ground. Well, if that's the case, then well, glory be to God. It's done. Well, here's the problem who's going to bring it forth? Well, God's going to do that. No, He won't. He gave you the seed. You're the one that's going to bring it forth. The seed was God's responsibility. The seed went into Abraham's heart. Now Abraham is going to have to get in agreement with the seed. The seed, uh, how should I put this? Abraham is going to have to call up or call forth what God has put in him. So in order for him to call up what God's put in him, he's got to say the same thing. That's confession. Saying the same thing. Jesus is our high priest of our confession, which means saying the same thing. So Abraham is going to have to say the same thing to call up. Let me back it up. God said, I have made you a father of many nations. That's in him. That's in Abraham. It's in the ground. Did you know that by Jesus' stripes you were healed? You want to know where that's at? It's in the ground. Everything's in, like I just said earlier, You're in Christ, everything is in you, but it's going to take the Word to draw it up. It's going to take the Word, you get in agreement with God's Word to bring up what God has put in you. That's why the Bible says to work out your salvation. It's up to you to bring it forth. It's up to you to call up healing virtue. You got healing in you. You get the zoe life of God on the inside of you. You have, to, you have to draw it up. That's why God had to change His name from Abram to Abraham to get the word in Abraham's mouth. So if I get the word in my mouth, by His stripes you were healed. What I'm doing, every time I say that, I'm calling up what God's already put in me, but I got to get my mind renewed to what's in me. You got to get revelation. I, you know, a lot of times we have a head knowledge, but man, I, I think a lot of times we think, well, God, if you just do this, well, God's done it. God, if you just, if I just get you to move, God's already moved. If God just do some, some way, somehow move, God's done it. He's moved. He's given. He's put everything in you. Now, it's up to us to renew the mind. To renew the mind. In other words, to keep... See, if you're double-minded, that man receives nothing. But if we'll get the same mind, be of one mind with him. So you got the mind of Christ... The anointed mind. But you got to get on the same. You got to say the same thing. That's why renewing the mind is so vital. If you're not renewing the mind, how you know what's in How are you going to draw up what's in you? So God changes his name to Abraham. And Sarai to Sarah. Now they're in agreement with the promise with with what God's already spoken. Now they're of one mind. Now listen, how long does it take? There are 99. Well, we, we didn't, haven't read that yet. Let's go ahead and read this. Well, we're not there. We'll go back to that later. Let's Go with me to chapter uh, Mark 4. Mark chapter 4. Because Abra- Abraham is going to have to. Um, call it up. He's going to have to call it forth. It's not going to happen just because God spoke to him. If it was, we'd all be totally healed. I mean, everything, all the promises of God. I mean, it'd all be done, right? If it was all God, we'll just leave it up to God. And let Him do it all. But God has given a seed, and He's put in you what Jesus called a kingdom. When you were born again, what happened? You you left the kingdom of darkness, right, and you entered in to the kingdom of His beloved Son, the kingdom of light. You're in another kingdom. Your spirit man, who was created in the Bible, says in. Your, your new man created in true righteousness and holiness in him, you're in the kingdom of light. You're one with him. So look look at this. I hope I'm getting this across. It's like I'm jumping around here. Um, Mark 4, verse 26. Let's just start there. Mark 4, 26, it says, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow. I'm reading now the New King James. I don't really particularly care for this. Um, verse 28. Um, verse 28 I got written down in the King James. I should have just brought my King James Bible. The King James says, now this is what I'm trying to get at. Out of the King James, I really like what it says. For the earth bringeth forth. Who's bringing it forth? It doesn't say God? No, it says earth. Where's the earth at? That's the ground. That's you. That's your heart. That's you. You're going to have to bring it forth. Now notice... It says of, and the King James says, of herself in the female sense. So God provides the seed. The seed goes in the ground. It's up to the ground to bring forth the harvest. It's up to the ground. Listen, it's also up to the ground, not God, to control or, pardon me, to keep out. Other stuff, other things from entering in. If you ver- go up to verse 19 chapter four, it says, um, "In the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires of other things, entering in and choke the word. You, it's up to us to make sure nothing's choking the word. So what does Abraham and Sarah do to protect the seed? they consider not. Even though they're old, they're not not putting that into the equation. They're not denying they're not old. They're not denying the fact that they are old. But they are denying it to be in the equation. In other words, they're considering God more than their bodies. In other words, they're... They're not allowing circumstances to come in and say, oh, no, you can't do that. You're too old. No, you can't do that. No, they believe God's Word. Abraham changed his name to Abraham. He made a decision, just like we all have to in this process, we have to change our thinking, our our attitudes to what God says. And once you do that, and then you're, you're on your way to manifestation. There will be a performance. There will be a manifestation. But you've got to keep things from entering into your ground. Because the ground is where it's going to be called up from. This process, this, well, I'm telling you, is nothing new. Turn with I'll prove it to you. Turn with me to Genesis chapter one. Everything you see on this earth was once in the ground. Everything came out of the ground. It came out of the earth. Genesis chapter one verse eleven. There's a phrase right here. Then God said, "Let the earth." Bring forth. Where, where's everything coming from? It's coming from the ground. But God called it forth. Verse 24 And God said, Let the earth bring forth. So out of the ground came every living creature, all the cattle. Dogs, cats, lions, I mean all the creatures came out of the ground. Why was that? Why is that? Because it was in the ground. God spoke and it came forth. Guess what? You're going to speak forth and it's going to come out of the ground. What's going to come out of the ground? Turn with me to uh, Ephesians chapter 3. I know I'm, I'm, I'm spitting a lot of stuff out, but I'm going someplace with it. Ephesians chapter 3. So in your ground is everything you'll need in life. God has put everything in your ground. But you're going to have to get in line with God's word. And you're going to have to call it forth. In other words, what I'm saying is you already got it. If, if I already have something, if Joanne would say, uh, if I go, go to Joanne and say, Joanne, g- g- give me my Bible. Now, she's going to look at me kind of funny. Now, why is that? Because I have my Bible. And she's going to say, well, you hit your head again? <laughs> oh, I got my Bible. I already have my Bible. I'm not trying to get it. I got it. Do you know every spiritual blessing in heavenly places is already in you? You already got it. It's in the ground. In the ground. All you have to do is bring it forth. In order to bring it forth, you're going to say what He says. Get in agreement with what He says. And you bring it forth, not God. God gives you the seed to bring it forth. Doesn't it make a whole lot easier if, I'm, if you want healing? You know what? Healing's already in me. Let's read this. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Bless, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The, uh, chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Who... Has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In Christ. Already. It's done. You're loaded. You are loaded. I think it's in uh, Hebrews chapter, not Hebrews. Matthew 12, 35, 36, someplace in it says, it says this, it says, a good man, born again believer, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart shall bring forth, shall bring forth good things. It's it's you, it's the good man, it's the inward man. Who's going to bring forth the good treasure that God has deposited on inside of you? You already got it. Amen. You're not. That's the reason why we don't we don't go from defeat to victory. I mean, I know we experience. You may experience it, but spiritually, we go. You're always on. You're always a winner if you never quit. It's when you quit. That's when you have problems. But spiritually speaking, saints, we go from victory to victory. Now, you may think you stumble, but you just get back up and keep going. You may have to repent. I had to... I was talking to, to Sam about this, this hit on my head. And I, I told him... And I even said... I probably told Sam more than I told anyone. I ain't even told Joanne. This, this hit... That knocked me out for a little bit. I did it. I caused it. By act, I was underneath my train set, doing things, which I, Joanne doesn't know about this, doing things I should not have done, acting like a monkey. You know, I'm not 16 years old. I'm 63. I'm underneath my, my train set, and I'm doing things that should not have been done, should not be doing, and I knew it. See, Brother Greg talked about uh, being in disobedience. I knew in my conscience, you you, you don't do that. But I did it, and bam. There was a nursery song that the kids listened to, five monkeys jumping on the bed, one monkey fell off, hit his head. The mama called the doctor, and the doctor said, no more jumping on the bed. Well, this, she had to call the doctor because the monkey was jumping on the bed. So every day I get to get up, I get up, I get to look in the mirror, and I see the scar, I'm like, oh monkey, <laughs> monkey. Why did you do that? See, but Brother Greg talked about disobedience. My disobedience, I did not listen to my born-again spirit conscience. I caused anxiety for my wife, my kids. This pain, uh, just because I, I should have not done that, I caused it. So it's very hard to give a testimony for something you caused. The point is, you got, that was I I don't know what you'd call that, a bump in the road or whatever that was. But, but you got to move on. You know, I repent, I move on, and I'm not going to act like a monkey again. You just, you move on. You you got to learn from, Chuck, you have to learn from your mistakes. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm, what was I talking about? Amen. Oh, uh, so it says here in uh, Ephesians chapter one, verse three, it says, uh, who has our Lord Jesus, bless the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And there's a ton of scriptures that talk about this. Who we have in Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory. We go on. There's it's, it's a boatload in him. See, in him, we, we live, move, have our being. It's in him. But what I'm trying to say is he's put a treasure on the inside of us. Everything you ever need, all the provision God has put in you, it's up to us to call it forth. That's where we get the word. We when you know you got something, it's like I was doing an illustration about the Bible, I don't have the doubt. Huh, I wonder if God's going to heal me. No, He's already done it. I wonder if God's going to prosper me. No, He's already done it. There, there is an anointing in your inward man, your new man. He's complete. The Bible says He's complete in Him. And when the Bible says complete, it's complete. When, when the Bible says you're one, you're joined to Him in one spirit, you're one spirit. You know, Jesus talked about the vines and the... And the, the actually, I looked the other day we got four grapevines going up, and it goes into a trellis or to a fence. And you can't tell the vines from the branches. I I can look up in there, and I cannot tell you which is which. That's how it should be. When people look at you, they should, should see Jesus, the vine. You're not the vine, you're the branch, but... The vine gets everything from the branch, it takes on the characteristics of the branch or the vine. You're one. What I'm trying to say is, your spirit man is something else. Your spirit man. when God created your spirit man, it is a done deal. Actually, everything you read in Ephesians chapter one, two and three, the emphasis is on what God has done for you, not what you've done for God. The prayer in chapter 1 is a prayer of enlightenment. It's a prayer of illumination. In other words, to know what you have in Christ Jesus, what this Word has. This says, well, we're not going to go through it, but the inheritance is in you. It's in the saints. Now, most of the inheritance, inheritance, I would have to admit, you're not going to be able to receive in this natural body. You just can't handle it. But while we're walking on this earth, there's a lot of things we can walk in. It's already there. Hallelujah. Now turn with me back to, to uh, Romans chapter four. Man, I gotta get going here. Romans chapter four. Hallelujah. Let's see. Um, let's go to verse 19, I believe. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his body already dead since he's 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not, listen, and I, 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 I was raised this way. And it's, and it's, it's some wisdom in it. But it goes like this. Consider all the facts, then you make a decision. Which I don't have no problem with it. But the the problem is when we start considering things that go against God's Word. If God if God's Word says it, then don't consider anything else. Stick with the Word. Right? And don't allow anything else to enter into Don't give it... Uh, don't allow it to enter into the equation. It says here in verse 20, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened. Now this one this believe it or not, this is what I'm trying to get at today. <clears throat> he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Now, I'm going to read this out of the ESV. It says, in verse 20, it says, He grew strong in faith as he gave glory to God. Let me read that again. He grew in faith as he gave God the glory. The word glory means to praise It means to give honor. Other words, another way to say this, every time Abraham said Abraham, he was given glory to God. Every time you say by his stripes, I am healed, you're given glory to God. And obviously there's praise and there's thanksgiving to go with that. One translation says he, he glorified God. Well, you glorify God. First, it's going to be through your speech. If your speech ain't right, you're not going to be, get, you know, you're, you're off track. But Abraham gave glory to God. And it says he grew in faith. He increased in faith. It's a domino effect. Every time he, he says Abraham, Abraham, his faith gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Sarah, every time she said Sarah. Stronger and stronger as a process, but they got stronger as they praise. Saints, when we take the word and we put it in our mouth, you're giving God praise. You're honoring him, you're putting his word over the circumstance. You're putting him first place. But you don't understand, Pastor Jack. I messed up. I, hey, listen, that's how I look at it. Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and sunk or started sinking, it was pretty quick. It wasn't a a two-hour drama. It happened bang, bang, bang. We're probably saying within two or three minutes. If he went from faith to sinking faith or doubting, I can go, I can reverse that whole process just by refocusing and considering not the circumstances. I can refocus, get back up, and walk. Just like that. It can't be that quick. Whoa, is that quick for Peter going down? Why not reverse it and get right back up and go? Who, who put a time on it? There is no time on it. You put the time on it. If you think it's going to be a year, it probably will be a year. I'm just saying, expect something quicker. I'm just saying, put. hey, believe the Word. It was. It didn't take that long for Abraham and Sarah to go from where they were at to where, to where they received Isaac within a year's time. That's pretty quick. It takes my nine months to have a child. But good. Look at this. Um, verse twenty. He staggered not the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. In other words, he's giving glory, thanking God, praising Him. Not, not that God's going to give him a child. No, that's not the promise. Well, God's going to give me a child. No, that's not what God said. God said, I have... I have made you a father of many nations. I have. Past tense. Not going. See, that's where a lot of times we we get messed up. God's going to do this. He already has. Abraham gave glory to God for something already done. Before there was any sign. Before Sarah showed anything. Before he is given glory to God before any manifestation whatsoever. So he's giving God the praise and the glory before he sees anything. Not he's going to. He has. Healing, God already has. So what are you saying, Pastor Chuck? Give him praise. Thank him. He's already done it. It's done. So we've got to get to a place where we say it's done. It's done. And then so what we're doing, we're, you're, you're, call, you're, you're calling forth what's in the ground. There's a treasure in you. But it's up to us <clears throat> to get in the Word, find out what's in the treasure. See, this life is a journey on finding. It, it's like a discovery. I love watching uh, uh, National Geographic and all this. They, they're discovering new things. Was that Discovery Channel it used to be? Anyway. In our spiritual journey, we're discovering the things that God has done for us. I, I am, I'm on a, a quest. I mean, that belongs to me? Yes, it does. It belongs to you. If it's, see, this is the seed, right? And according to Peter, God has given us all the seed we ever need, all the seed through the knowledge, through Him. He's given us knowledge. This, is, this, this book is full of knowledge, full of seed what belongs to us, we'll find a seed and then you plant that seed and it begins to draw what God's already put in you. It begins to draw and release that power in you. That's virtue power, deutemous power, that when you plant a seed, that seed will activate that ground and it will begin to draw. I'm telling you, it works. It will actually draw what you need. And release it into your body. You know, I, <clears throat> there's, you, as you get older, you, 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 there's a scripture in, uh, in uh, Psalm 103, verse 5. I, and I quote it like this. The Lord satisfies my mouth with good. My youth is renewed like the eagles. He satisfies my mouth with good. Good things not in the original text. He satisfies my mouth with good. That's the word. The word in my mouth, it satisfies me. Yeah, I'm satisfied. Then he, he goes on and said, the the he he renews my youth. See, as you get older, you kind of you, you gravitate to those type of scriptures. <laughs> in my old age, I shall bear good. fruit. I will bear I bear good fruit. Hallelujah. Now turn with me let's close. <clears throat> turn with me to. <clears throat> I want to go to Luke seventeen, and and I, I'm going to talk about the the, the ten guys with leprosy, and it's going. I'm going to make it real quick. These ten men with leprosy, they're crying out to Jesus, Lord, have mercy! Have mercy on us. They're quarantined. They in verse thirteen. I'm sorry. Um, Luke 17, verse 13, they're quarantined, all 10. And it says here verse 13, they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, so they're making the request, he said to them, go show yourself to the priest. And, it, and so it was as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice glorifying God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Notice what this, now saints, listen, when I read this, I believe that I can't prove it, but I don't, you can't disprove it. I believe all this happened pretty quick. All 10 make, make, make their petition. Partit- and Jesus said, "Go and all and Jesus said, "Go show yourself to the priest." And so all 10 go, right? One returns, and he returns pretty quick, because Jesus is still there, and he falls down at Jesus' feet. And one Bible, I think the, maybe the Amplified Bible, it says he thanked Jesus over and over and over. In one place, back up here, it says um, he returned with a loud voice, glorifying God. In other words, glorifying means glorifying means to to, amp, to, to magnify. So he, he's 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 thanking God thanking Jesus over and over and over and with a loud voice. And Jesus makes a re- uh, comment, where are the other nine? other words, they all should have came back because it happened pretty quick. All of them received a cleansing and a healing. All of them should have came back. But only one came back. I mean, this guy throws himself at the feet of Jesus glorifies Jesus, glorifies God, thanks Him over and over and over. Now, this is what the Lord told me, and it convicted me. When was the last time you did that? I mean, I'm not saying just get loud, get loud. Last time I got loud was that Brian, he was, he was undefeated champion, boxer, and and he was... I don't know if it's a first time or the second time, but he won that one. Uh, maybe because I was there. I don't know. <laughs> but I was getting loud, and I was, try, I was trying to scream, and and I, I'm i screaming, and I'm screaming. And then and after about five, ten minutes, I thought, i got to quit because I felt my throat. You know, it was... It was but when... When was the last time I got that vocal for Jesus? When, when, when was the last time I... And I'm not, again, I'm not saying just to be loud because it's from the heart. But I'm talking about from the heart being loud. And I had to look at myself. I fell short. I go, man, Lord... I know I'm a thankful person, but what I'm trying to say is this guy went to another level. God healed him. But he tapped in on something else called grace. Just by him being thankful. Just by him glorifying Jesus, he tapped in on something else. Just like Abraham. Abraham tapped in on, and Sarah tapped in on on God's grace, His Word. The Bible called it the Word of His grace. They tapped in on it. And they started releasing the power of God in their body God started turning back the clock. Their youth returned. You know what I'm saying? Now Sarah's chasing Abraham. Abraham, (laughs) crazy. lady's ladies, crazy. God's turning back the clock. See, there is a grace level you can tap in on. This guy taps in on another level and God... An amplified Bible says God restored him. In other words, this guy tapped in on God's grace just by giving him praise and thanksgiving. And the Bible said he was made whole. In other words, whole. A total restoration. And Jesus said, where's the other nine? God wanted it for everybody. And since he wants it for you, that's why I titled this, give God, give him glory, give him praise since it's going to, that's the key to your faith. In order to get to being fully persuaded, you're going to have to get to the place where you're giving God's word first place in his first place only. And listen, just like it did for these guys, I don't think it took very long. I don't believe it did. I mean, Paul and Silas, they started singing praises at midnight hour, and then then there was a suddenly. Now, I'm not saying you're going to have a suddenly every time. We know that. But why not expect it? You got the Word. You, you you, You put the kingdom first, and saints, you can tap in on grace. It's designed for you to tap in on. See, grace is always abounding. I think David said his, his, his goodness and his mercy pursue me all the days. It, there, it's, it's God's goodness, he's like the song they were singing, it's pursuing us, saints. If we'll just give him praise for what he's already done. He's already done it. Hallelujah. And tap in on his grace. I want the praise and worship team to come forward. and I want, us to, I want you to tap in. Tap in on His grace. If Abraham and Sarah went from being barren, old age, having, no, not, having not the promised son, then all of a sudden, within a year's time, having exactly what they wanted in a year's time. You know, David, David there was a, a point in ta- time... When David, I think it was the city of Zigglag, was burnt to the ground. I mean, they cried and they cried and they cried until they had no more power to weep. Remember that? And they, and they talked about stoning David. I mean, that was a low point in David's life. So what did David do? David encouraged himself in the Lord. What, was, what does that mean? I believe he started to remind himself... Of the promises of God, that God was was well able to perform what He said, He started to praise God, give God the glory, and saints. It wasn't. It was hours. They got back everything that enemies took, and plus more. And within two or three days, he's anointed king. That was pretty quick. This guy gets a total restoration, and it didn't take but minutes. I'm saying. It could happen to you. Just have some expectancy. Expect God to because He's already done it. Yes. Yes. See, you can remove doubt because you can say, you know, God, you already done it. Now I'll give you the praise for it. So you don't give praise and thanksgiving for someone if they haven't done anything. We're giving praise and thanks to God because He's already done it. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old, old things pass away. All things become new. Hallelujah. Let's all stand up and Let's praise him. Let's let's tap into into that grace. Saints, there's more grace to tap into. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.